0: Thank you, God. Praise the Lord. Are you enjoying today? Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited about uh, what God's been giving us, and we're, we've got some time to go yet. On, Thank you for joining us today. It's such a good uh, a privilege to have you join and, and be a part of our worship today, and so uh, we've just been enjoying the presence of God. You know, I... I uh, I, I desire more and more for for us to just be overwhelmed by his presence to where everything else just really gets small and whatever we have to do to to get there let's go there amen um but I'm I'm so grateful uh for the love of God how many are, are appreciative of the love of God and you know we just it's so deep it's so high it's so wide we can't even begin to comprehend what it is but boy we need to be going there don't we we need to be searching it out, letting it be real in our lives. Amen? And so I'm thankful for what God has given me uh, week by week. I, You know, I've, I've heard stuff about the love of God, and we can kind of generalize it a little bit. But boy, to really know what it is, we've got to dig a little bit deeper. You can't just let it be something that you think you already have. You know, I was thinking about it this morning, and... Uh, uh, anybody, go, anybody have to have, uh, what do they call it, continuing education? Do you have, you have stuff that you have to go and, and, and they say you're going to have to take this class for a while? And how do you go to that class? If you're going to get what you need out of that class, how do you have to go? As if you don't know what they're going to teach you, right? You have to go with an attitude that I don't already know this. I'm going to learn something, amen. And so sometimes I think I think sometimes we can go to church with not that quite that kind of an attitude, because if if you know, especially if you know that you're going to a continuing education that you're going to be tested on later, boy, you make sure that you get it, don't you? This is something I used to uh, before I went to college. A lot of times I I would go to even go to going to church. Actually school I was this way. I could remember things really well. So I, I didn't tend to take notes too much. But when I went to college, I found out there was a lot more information coming my way. And and if I was gonna get it, I was gonna have to write some stuff down. Because it was that important to me. I wanted to get a good grade. I wanted to do I wanted to get my money's worth out of going to college. <laughs> I think some kids don't really care about whether they're gonna get anything out of it or not. But we can have an expectation when we come into the presence of God that this is more important than a college class. This is more important than continuing education. This is our life. You know, we sang this last song, and it said, there's nothing worth more than your presence. Well, if that's really true, there's a lot of other stuff that's worth enough for us to give some attention to, right? And so it's necessary for us to go a little bit deeper into the love of God. We're going to talk today about something that's, um, I, I just like how Paul went ahead and, and called some stuff out. He said, there, there, there is no love that includes these things. And so we're going to look at this today. And it's, I, I, honestly, I had a little bit of a challenge saying, okay, where are we going to go with this? Because I want to draw some things out every single time. It's going to help us. But man, I, I want it to be life to me, amen. So we're going to talk about um, being rude, being conce- conceited, being, saying things, be acting in its, in its acting in a way that's dishonoring. So we're going to see that actually that the different translations have uh, all those three things that I said and more. And it's kind of interesting how they all come in kind of different directions. So we're going to approach it because I've, I, I, I know we get used to saying things, doing things, and saying, hey, can't you just take a joke? And sometimes it's not honorable. Right? And I, I think, you know, there's generational things. and We can say, well, that's just what everybody's saying nowadays or whatever. And No not if you're going to be in love, not if you're going to walk in the most powerful thing that you have as an asset in your life, right? I want to show a little video. Can we look at a video here before we get going? Because there's a real purpose that I feel like God has given us, and, and I'm going to stay in this love thing as long as we can. Is anybody being helped at all with this? Uh, it's helping me big time. Just ask my wife. No. She's a, she's a woman of faith, and she's going to say yes even if she's still believing for something or not. No, I'm just kidding. But no, can you see any difference in me? Okay, that was... <laughs> there we go. Lindsay, can you see any difference? <laughs> she, had, she hasn't seen the other side of me quite enough, maybe enough, I don't know. But but I'm so thankful that we're not done. Yay, these many years I've already lived, I want to I be like Paul. I want to say I haven't even attained anything. I'm going to press towards... What's mine, and it's in the love of God, is it not? So there's something this video really pulls out. I think that is important for us. Okay, let's 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 watch this. You have the audio up, right? Oh, let's 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 restart this. Oh, you're okay. We're okay. Come on, man. Some people only care about themselves. No one cares about your stupid vacation. Some people treat others poorly. You would have anarchy. Time, so have there's certain you know. things that are right but, and there's certain things that are wrong. No. So don't believe what what are you are foolishness? even any about. Everybody's Some thinking, people only care about, the about being right. right. There are there r- are one. One. Some people don't seem worth the time. The truth is, most people are just working to get by. Most people are terrified to reveal their scars. Most people are fighting an invisible battle. Most people are worth the effort because all people are created in the image of God. Where's my pillow? All people carry the glow of the divine. All people matter enough for God to become one of them. God thinks every person is worthy of love. Imagine if we did too. Let's be a church where everybody's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything is possible. You like that? so there's a real purpose isn't there Uh, but if we're if we're not in love and we don't know it it's really a challenge so I was thinking about it this way there's certain things in certain cultures that you just don't do and the problem with being a foreigner in a different culture is you can completely be out of line and not even know it right until you find out. So I, I wrote in the bulletin this morning. I don't know if anybody read the bulletin or not. Any, anybody want to lie or go? No, I'm just kidding. Bill we'll will get you for that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you might have heard me tell this story, some of you, but I, I traveled to uh, uh, Africa several years ago. And uh, my brother and I were over there. And on the way back from uh, the Congo, Zaire back then, we rode the train actually across Tanzania. Man, it was interesting. Um we got it got stuck in the middle of the night and, and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, we climbed Kilimanjaro on the way back. But we arrived in Nairobi and we're waiting for our, our uh our plane to go. We we have it like a day or something. So we went and saw a movie and um and we're sitting there and they, they, they come on, they start playing the national anthem, and they start showing these their parliament and it was just kind of odd we're sitting there thinking man this is interesting you know and all of a sudden the the the, uh, usher comes along and he prods us and he says stand up stand up and we didn't know we were supposed to stand up during their national anthem and it didn't matter if you were a foreigner there was something that they expected of you that until you found out that that's what they needed we were completely offending them by sitting down You know what I mean? And and I think there's some things with regard to love that until we find out what they are, we can be completely out of line with what God needs for us to do. (laughs) Wouldn't it be wonderful if we knew how to act with regard to other people? And I believe that's why the Scripture comes along to say, hello, this is what it looks like. And hello, maybe you need to change a little bit. And the, the person that is not willing to change, okay, so now the guy prods us and says, you got to stand up. Now I know that I'm supposed to stand up, and now I have a choice to either honor their culture or to dishonor it on purpose. And once you find out what love actually looks like, now you, it's your responsibility to either comply or to resist it. Right? And so we're going to look at some stuff today. And, and let's just say, God, Holy Spirit. No, we were, we were singing about the Holy Spirit a little bit earlier, weren't we? And that wasn't that good? to Holy Spirit, we want your presence. But you know what the Holy Spirit does when he comes? If there's something in our life that is out of place, what does he do? He convicts us of it, doesn't he? With what purpose? So that we can be better. So that we can fulfill a purpose. Amen? And so let's, let's just have this, let's, let's talk to God real quick before we get into this and let's say, father, we just desire for there to be childish things that are put aside in us today. Show us. Show us how to grow up in you a little bit more with regard to love. We thank you for everything you've shown us so far. And we want to keep it fresh in our minds and in our hearts continually so that we cannot let those things prohibit us from walking this new life that you've given us in Christ and from somebody else not being touched because of our stepping into something that would not be right with regard to love. Expose to us your heart we pray today so that we can make changes in ours and we give you thanks for it in jesus name amen amen so we've been going on this several weeks i'm just going to go through the guidelines real quick again you are nothing you have nothing there's nothing worthwhile in your life in your whole life if love is not a part of it right to mature in love you're going to have to let go of some childish things. And that's what we're about today. God, show us something that maybe we're, we do without even knowing it. We're sitting down during an anthem. Show us that we need to be doing something different. Amen? And then with love, there is no clock. It was kind of like um, this video we saw. Everybody is loved by God. So wouldn't it be nice if they were loved by us too? Don't you like that? That was, that was good. So there's no clock. There's no There's no period of time after which somebody is worthy of something other than love, and there's nobody, no color, no gender, no nothing, no age that, that 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 should. You know, sometimes this happens with kids. We can treat a, a child in a different way, also that can be dishonorable. I know kids are supposed to treat us a certain way, which would really be nice. And it was kind of funny. My wife, <laughs> my wife sent me this little. What do you call that thing? It was that old lady. She says, "When I get old." I'm going to... What was all this stuff? And, blah, 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 and, I'm and when they point it out, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny? Anyway. <laughs> um, pay no bills and trash the house. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be pointing that out right now. But So... And the biggest battle that's going on is the battle between self and somebody else. And that's, that's the biggest thing that, you know, Jesus came to give us a new identity. We, we had communion today, and, and, and he, what he said, he says, is, if, if you lose your life, you'll find your life. And that's always a battle that's going on. Part, it's going to be a, a big part of what we look at today is how self is injected into what somebody else is, and how building up somebody else can actually be putting, some, put, building up yourself can actually be putting somebody else down. And, uh, all right? So, again, I already told you what it's about. It's about, it says love does not dishonor. And I thought this is really interesting again. This is not, it doesn't say love honors, does it? Did you know that you can actively not just fail to honor, but actively dishonor. I thought this was interesting. It, it, it it's come, it's almost sounds like a negative uh, chapter here all of a sudden, doesn't it? All this love does not, does not does, come on, let's be positive about something, right? But if if love does not dishonor, then we're gonna have to look at what that is, what it what it means to dishonor. Because it needs to be eradicated from our life, doesn't it? You know, I was talking about my wife about this. Um, because we've been given a nature that is love. We've been given a nature that is, that is naturally going to be love. But it has all this baggage that's, that's there from where we've been, doesn't it? And so what, what the Holy Spirit does and what the Word of God does, it, becomes, it starts to pare away the things that would not le- let love live. So that love can be alive. Amen? So I like this. The NIV says it does not dishonor. The Amplified says it does not display itself haughtily. So in dishonor is actually the the lifting up of self in, in one way or another. That says I can treat somebody in a certain way. And you don't even think about it. You don't even realize it. And man, when you start, I don't know about you, but even in the stuff that we've already been looking at, I I start catching myself. And it's like, Lord, help me, please. (laughs) You know? And that's where we need to be. Because this is not something we can do ourselves, right? I like King James. It just comes out and says it. It's not rude. It's not rude. Does not behave indecently. And this is where it comes into what is decent, what is expected, what is there that somebody else is going through in their life. And I like this video again because you don't know what somebody's going through in their life and how, how you treat them might affect how they feel. And by dishonoring them, how they're not able to be loved at all because it's been completely disabled by dishonor, right? Okay, just a couple of, uh, so the the word itself is actually not used very often, just in a couple places. Here, and another place we're not gonna really talk about because it's a little bit of a, a, confu- a co- confusing passage, but it has to do with this. Just acting in a way that is unbecoming, so, uh, behave, behaving yourself uh, uncomely, and it says it's related to this other, I'm doing this better this time, I think. This other <laughs> says it's from uh, G809. So let's look at 809. Can we do that? See there, I got 809 this time. All right. Deformed. That, 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 that's something that's formed in a way that it should not be, right? It's out of place. Indecent, unseemly. Wouldn't you like to know if maybe this is happening, Right? If there's a culture that we've been bought into by the blood of Jesus that is love. Amen. And we might be sitting when we need to be standing. We might need to be treating somebody in a certain way. And, And what we might actually be doing is actively saying something, actively doing something that is bringing somebody else down. Now, now, now. I'm going with the love does not dishonor thing, okay? So if you're not, if you're going to not dishonor, what is honor? Because this is like the opposite of it, right? And if you look up what what honor is, it's when you put a value on something. When you put a value on something, you're going to, you're actually going to be willing to invest in them, in something, Whatever you have a value up, you're, you're gonna give attention to it, and you're gonna you're gonna get out your wallet because it's worth something to you. Right? In fact, salesmen, what they want to do is they want to get you so impressed with something that you're willing to make payments on it for the next 10 years. They're wanting you to honor that thing. And it might be a piece of junk. Good salesmen can sell you, what do you call it? Swampland, and I don't know. There's all kinds of terms. Michael could help me with that, I'm sure. <laughs> He's got all kinds of cool things he can say. Anyway. But to honor is to to value something in a great way. And we're going to see how this is so important. So to dishonor is going to be to do what? To devalue. And we saw last week we were looking at this is. All these things are kind of related to each other. And last week we were talking about pride, right? And what is pride? It's how you look at somebody. And so this is a good segue from that. Because what happens when you look at somebody, and I, and I love this video again, and I love how God looks at us, is that he doesn't ever devalue us. It's impossible to dishonor somebody that you're valuing. Does that make sense? And God has to help us with this because, man, let's search our own hearts. <laughs> there's people of certain political persuasions. There's, there's people of certain uh, genders that, and, and all these different things, we, we pointed them out last week, that we can, because actually, this, ha- this can happen on a relational level in a family also. Once somebody has, has hurt you in a certain way, as soon as you've been offended, and, and we're gonna we're gonna look at this because it's it's so important to offense is the worst thing for the person that's getting offended. Now we have we're talking today about not offending somebody else, dishonoring them. But a lot of times you get into dishonoring by having been dishonored. It's a chain effect. You know what I mean? And as soon as you get into a place, because what 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 dishonor does is, is it always puts focus on self. And when you dishonor somebody else, what you're causing them to do is to become f- self-focused again. They're, they're hurt. They're looking at themselves. They're saying, what's wrong with me? Right? And you might just be having fun. And you don't realize that in their culture, it's hurtful. Does that make sense? God help us with this. Amen? Amen? Ephesians 4, and the last verse in this is the one, again, that my family made me learn as a child. that, um, that Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Right? But let's go back a little ways to the 29th verse, and it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Now, who decides what unwholesome is? You don't decide it on a whim. Right? But only what is helpful for building others up. What does that sound like? That sounds like honoring, doesn't it? That sounds like putting somebody in a position where they feel like they're of value. Right? According. To their needs. This this sounds to me like God's wanting us to to start looking at people as if I want to discover what they need in their life so that I can build them up in that. Rather than being, this is why we got to get rid of self. So that we can be looking at somebody else so that we can not dishonor them and not even know it. Right? That it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Who is in the middle of this? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Is he really? Because if he is, he's going to say, you know what? There's something coming out of your mouth. It is not only not honoring, it's dishonoring. It's it's putting a devalue on somebody else. Right? Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ's God forgave you. What sounds, what, what, what sounds like this process of the Holy Spirit is taking place? It's causing you to get rid of a self hurt. Why do you have to forgive somebody? Because they hurt you. Right? <laughs> Aren't you glad Jesus forgave us? If anybody deserves forgiveness, I do. That's where we have to start off. Not if anybody deserves it, it's that person that did something to me. No, it starts here. Because as soon as you are able to start giving honor, it's going to reap honor back. Amen? Just as dishonor puts focus on self, honor puts focus on somebody else. Amen? And it starts coming back. When you honor somebody else, you know what it does? It can allow them to be free of themselves. So this came to me. I was, I was thinking, you know, a lot of times, and we're going to we're going to touch on some of the elements of of what dishonor can look like. But a lot of times, it's happening when somebody's just self conscious. Have, have you ever been? You know, I my wife says that she was self conscious growing up, right? And, and it's a it's it's a immature thing, self consciousness, right? Actually, it's kind of interesting because little kids aren't self conscious at all, hardly. I mean, they can. They can run up here and jump. We were singing at, at, at Dahlia's yesterday, last last evening, and there were kids out there just jumping around and hollering. Do you know what? They weren't self-conscious, but somehow they get to be, you know, I don't know, kids start calling them something or doing whatever, you know, and they can They start to become self-conscious. And there's something that I've noticed is a lot of times young people especially Will not even make eye contact with you. You know what I mean? That's something that I think needs to be taught. But it also it's it's a reflection of what they're thinking about. And sometimes I've been offended by that. I think they don't even honor me enough to look at me. And you know what I realize is they're self conscious. And it's actually you you can actually be a victim of self consciousness. But it's not something you need to keep. It doesn't need to be an identity. Because it's disabling honor in your life. You're not even able to make eye contact with somebody because you're so worried about what they're thinking about you. Because you're thinking about yourself so much. Does this make sense? And heaven forbid that you would be able to actually do something for somebody. You know, a, a young person that is unable to make eye contact with an older person, and they're walking right past them, maybe that old person, it's like that video, maybe that old person needs needs something carried for them. And they're so self-conscious, they can't even honor that person. Does that make sense? So, 1 Peter 2.17. Now, we're going to get to this at the very end, but What happens every time the love of God is accomplished in your life and you're able to value somebody in such a way that not only do you lift them up, but you fail to dishonor them anymore? That's a good failure to have, isn't it? You know, I used to be really good at dishonoring people, but I'm a failure at it anymore. Wouldn't that be good to say? Yeah, I'm just, I really, I don't like to use this word, but I really suck at failing Or dishonoring, right? I don't do that very well. I know, I can't believe I said that. Okay. (laughs) Don't you ever say that, all right? It's kind of appropriate for that, right? A little bit, okay. (laughs) What's happening in the vessel of the one who is honoring It's becoming a vessel of honor. We're going to get to this at the end. What is happening to the one who is dishonoring? It's doing something to the vessel. Okay? So that's why it's so important to have a verse like this that comes along and it says, show proper, what is this, respect? What's happening when you show proper? You know, I, I thought, you know, we need to have a, etiquette class. You know, things that you just should and should not do. Because I think sometimes we don't even, in our society today, to me, if I'm walking up to a door and a woman's walking up to the door, what should I do? That's just only proper to me. Now she might, you know, man, I was at the gym the other day, and man, this lady was working out next to me. And she had way more muscles popping out of her than me. You know, I'm recovering from my little shoulder thing, you know, and I'm lifting 10-pound weights, and I'm looking over. And and she's shorter than me, but, man, she's way stronger than I am. But, you know, if I walked up to a door, I'd still open it for her. You know? Because it's the proper thing to do. There's a proper thing how, how to speak to somebody. There's a proper way to treat somebody. And love does not exist where the proper thing is not being said. Am I, am I digging too deep? And this says, show proper respect to who? Everyone. Because if there's ever somebody that it's not being shown to, it's a development of something inside the vessel. Something is happening to the vessel. This is really important, okay? (laughs) If we're going to be, if we're going to be able to love, if we're going to be able to honor, if we're going to be able to keep from dishonoring, it can't ever happen. (laughs) There there can't be anybody in our life that we say, yeah, I heard all that. I'm really good with everybody else, but this person here, no. Right? And If we're honest, we we can we can maybe find we could start making a list right now. If you're really honest, maybe we should do that. Just like ten minutes, okay? Let's make a list of somebody in your life that that you just can't quite get past. Does that make sense? And and again, I, 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 can I just be a little bit honest? We've gone through quite a political season, and. And and that's an area for me sometimes, the way way certain people talk and what certain people are for. You know, I'll just say this, and I'm not ashamed. The the abortion thing is is murder to me. You know, and and if I I think, I hear somebody defending that, it starts to affect my ability to honor them. And that's gotten to be something that's kind of natural for me just to slip right over into and maybe even enjoy it a little bit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Remember that passage that says, bite and devour each other? You know, sometimes it's just a pretty good meal. (laughs) But you know, if, if I'm going to not dishonor somebody else that needs to not be dishonored, I can't be dishonoring anybody. Is this true? I think that's what we're talking about here. Love the community of believers. Now I'm off the hook. They're not the community of believers. No. (laughs) But if Jesus gave his life for them, then I need to have that same mind in me. Amen? It says, have respect for God, honor the king. This needs to be for everybody, doesn't it? Amen? Okay. And this is how it's taken place. I think this is very important for us to understand. This needs to happen with our parents. This needs to happen with our kids. This needs to happen with the person on Fox News, on MSNBC. Amen? (laughs) Because dishonor doesn't just, it's not just an act out, it's 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 a heart issue too. And you can have that heart issue before you ever... But, you know, I've talked to my TV pretty loud. You know what I mean? (laughs) Jesus, he's talking in a parable here. He's saying, he's talking about dishonor to him. Dishonor to Jesus. How many would dishonor Jesus? You know people dishonored Jesus when he was here on the earth? Big time. And we'd say, oh, I'd never dishonor Jesus. I'd never dishonor Jesus. Can we say that today? I'd never dishonor Jesus, right? We don't need to confess that. that We just know that already, right? But Jesus said, you dishonor me when you dishonor anybody. Is that true? Now, he's talking about giving a drink or or clothing or something like that. But those were just figure uh, uh, placements, right? anything. Something that's coming out of our mouth. Boy, is this good? Are we going to grow up? Can you imagine? I like that. Again, that video. Can you imagine if we were actually living this? Our homes would be a lot better, right? Our workplace would be better. Everything would be better if we could recognize that the little joke I want to make towards you that you should just be able to take and let me laugh at you is really dishonor. Is it? Is that helping that person? Do you like it when somebody does that to you? You know what I mean? So Jesus, can we? we'll we'll just read this. He will reply, what I'm about to tell you is true. Anything you didn't do, and I think this is really interesting. Anything you didn't do for one of the least important of these, you didn't do for me. Then they will go, okay, this is after he said anything that you've done for me, you've done, or done unto these, you've done unto me. And then he says also, anything you didn't do, you didn't honor. You dishonored. You were dishonoring me. And then, there's a consequence for this. And I don't think he's just talking to the unbeliever. I believe he's talking to us. There's a consequence. Then they will go away to be punished forever. Now, we're, we have the grace of God, amen? But the grace is to take us into this place where we're actually living in love, amen? But those who have done what is right will receive eternal life. You know, there's, there's a power in grace that, that takes us past our own ability to do things. But it takes us into his ability to do them. Because you know what? There's a whole bunch of scriptures in the New Testament that talk about what we're doing. Right? And they're all related to honor or dishonor when it comes to love in the kingdom. Amen? Can we hang in here just a little bit longer? Is this good? All right. First Corinthians 12, 23... And the parts we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. What does this look like in the culture of God's love? You remember there was an an example uh, after... Noah took his family through the flood. Man, he was faithful, wasn't he? You know, that had to be a little bit of a bummer for him. Um, Going 40 years, standing strong against all these people making fun of you, building a a massive structure that nobody had ever seen before, right? Accomplishing something with every day he had purpose. He's going to save his family from a a flood that's something nobody ever heard of before. Believing in God. And he goes through that. He goes through the flood, takes his family through it. And then what? Give him a break. He found out he could ease the pain a little bit by by drinking some grape juice or whatever it was. But what happened to him? He went in and in a in a state that was not presentable. He was actually naked, right? and one of him one of his sons came in and did what? he, he made fun of him didn't he? he? said, "Can you see what dad's doing?" What was that? Dad was doing that. You know all of us are doing something. Right? All of us are are, are in a position where there's something that could be exposed. But what does this say about it? If there's, the more there's a reason for somebody to be exposed in something that would be maybe funny, maybe something that would not be honorable, what does this say? The more we are supposed to cover them, the more we're supposed to say, oh, that will not lift, that will not make them valuable for you to see that. Let's cover that. Amen? Rather than, rather than stirring it up and saying, did you see that? Did, no. What, God's gotten a hold of my tongue a little bit with regard to this. I don't want to say anything. I, I, I like to judge things. Is that going to make that person look better or worse? Because if it's, if, if it's worse than the least, I don't even need to say it. Amen? Is this okay today? I think it's essential. There is no rudeness in God. First Peter again. Above all love each other deeply. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to be told? You know. <laughs> you know I was going to use my dog as an example, but um, he does annoy me sometimes. So maybe that wouldn't work. I'll, not that dog, the other dog, the white dog, the one that lives in the house, the one that bar- I can tell if anybody else is in the house. This is just a thing. If I walk through the front door and if anybody else is in the house, he starts giving me all kinds of grief. I don't know. What, what's the deal? What you going to do, you know? But if nobody else is in the house, he just lays there under the thing. (laughs) It's like, what's the deal, dude? (laughs) He's like protecting everybody else from me. Um, But anyway. (laughs) But what I like about him is I can pick him up and I can just love him. I I like to love dogs. I'm weird, so I'm, I'm just exposing a weirdness here. I like to just hug him and, you know, scratch him and, and all these kinds of things, he just takes it. You know how some dogs don't take it; they they want to get away from you. You know, people can be the same way. <laughs> my my point was meant to be that some people and some things you can you you just don't have to be told to love. You know. But where love really is activated is when something is has a reason to be dishonored, or uh, maybe it's not as lovable, or um, it's not as acceptable. And that's when love really goes to work. Amen? And that's why we're told to love each other deeply. And what is that? That's when somebody is, is in a state where you could, you could cause them, you, it would give you release. And you've done it over and over in the past. But the love of God is starting to work a new work in you. And he's saying, I'd like you to let go of some childish things in your life. And now, from the depths of your heart, comes this well of life. Amen? And it's loving deeply where you wouldn't have done it otherwise. Amen? I'll tell you what, this is more beautiful than loving a fluffy dog that deserves it. Amen? It's loving that person that is out of line. That's that's when it's something that the world can't understand. Amen? That's the love of God. While we were sinners, he loved us so much. Amen? He says, I'm going to cover that up. I'm going to cover that up with the blood. I'm not going to expose that. I don't come to condemn. I come to to." redeem and to set free amen above all love each other deeply why because love covers a multitude of sins it's just like those other two brothers that came in and what did they do they walked in backwards they're not even going to look they're not even going to look at it and if there's anything that, that could possibly be exposed that would cause somebody to be dishonored in the least they say no i'm just going to cover that up amen is this good? If we're going to be a church body like they were talking about, that's, this is part of what's going to have to take place, isn't it? Let no corrupt communication come out of my mouth. Let me not, let me not look to, to expose something funny in somebody else that might bring them down in the least. Amen? Because love covers a multitude of sins. How would it be possible for that to actually take place? This is something that I found out. Just music. Can I use music as an example again? <laughs> There's certain techniques that, that, and I'm still working on, on some. But, but, but the problem with, with learning an instrument is that if you, they say that the practice makes perfect, but it doesn't. It makes permanent. And if you practice something wrong over and over again, it's going to be wrong. It's never gonna get better. It's just gonna be practiced wrong. (laughs) So if you want something to be right, this is what I found out, and this what 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 we did in college and what they show me is you slow it down until you can play it perfect. You don't play it at at a speed that you can't play it perfect because. Every time you play it wrong, it's going to be reinforcing wrong. And so what you have to do is eliminate wrong altogether. If there's ever going to be right. Is this good? So what you do, I mean, slow it down until it's it's unrecognizable almost. But uh, to where you cannot play it wrong anymore. Now, I don't know... (laughs) You know, you might have to count to 10 or something. You know, but but God help me because it can't happen at all if it's ever going to be. Amen. So So we're going to talk about vessels real quick and then we'll be done, okay? Is this good? Second Timothy 2:20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and of earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. Okay? So he's talking about a house and he says there's there's vessels in the house. And you know back then they had gold and so sil- how many have gold and silver silver vessels in your house? I I don't have a whole lot of those. But I, I think people would actually put some of their 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 wealth into actually those things, but the things he's talking about the vessel itself, it's a vessel of honor. It has worth. That's what he's talking about, isn't he? Silver and gold, that's worth. Wood and earth, that'd be like mud, right? Like you you can make have a clay pot or something like that. It's not worth very much. Doesn't matter if you lose it burns up whatever you drop it you don't feel too bad you just sweep it up but the honor boy that's what you want to keep isn't that that's what you that's what you preserve amen so in this house there's there's vessels these these two kind of vessels therefore if anyone purges himself from these he shall be a vessel of honor what are we talking about? It, it's attitudes. It's uh, 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 In the context that we're talking about, we are love. We've been made to be love, but there's a side we have to play in purging ourselves from things that would be dishonorable and cover up this reality of who we've been made to be in Christ. Amen? And it's up to us to take care of those things by, just like The, the, the usher came by and prodded me and said, and now I know that I don't stand up during the anthem in Kenya anymore. We've been exposed to the truth now. And what are we going to do with it? Amen. Jesus said, those that do my will. He was talking about those things, wasn't he? Not just that know about them, but they, they say, no, I'm going to let go of that childish thing. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be transformed. I'm going to be a vessel. What happens? And again, we talked about this. What's being changed? There's something that's being honored over here by us. What's it doing to us? It's changing the nature of our vessel. Amen? Amen? Every time we honor, every time we let go of these things, we become a vessel ourselves of honor. And what's the purpose of that? The greatest thing w- we could ever do in our life is actually be of use to the master. Amen? And that doesn't mean going and doing a, 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 a crusade somewhere, that means touching the neighbor, doing somebody. What, what, what happens? You lose yourself in an atmosphere of honor, yourself is overwhelmed by somebody else. sanctified and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if that's the kind of church we were? Prepared for the master's use. Every time there's a need. The only way that happens is when we're so free of self-consciousness that we're able to be released from dishonoring somebody and not even knowing it. Amen. So, has this been good today? Have we been challenged for something? Amen. Father, help us today. We just thank you so much that you care enough about us that you gave us your word. And you didn't want to just come and say, all through your word, it wasn't just, you're okay the way you are, you're okay the way you are, you're okay the way you are, over and over again. It was I love you the way you are and here's how together we're going to be everything I've made you to be Lord we thank you for that thank you for your word today God may we be may it be us that this talks to today and and as as we're honest with ourselves we can we can say God show me how this applies to me help me not to be rude help me to to not be so self-conscious that I can't see what somebody else is going through and treat them in a way that would cause it to be worse for them. Transform us right now from that image that is full of baggage of stuff that would make love invisible. (laughs) Transform us from that, Lord God, to one that is stripped away, that is purged, that is sanctified. Lord, right now we present our bodies, we present our minds, we present our lives before you. Sacrifices before you. To be holy, to be acceptable before you. Lord, we recognize that what we're talking about today is not something that we can do out of a human approach, but this is a work of the Spirit, and we want to yield ourselves to your Spirit right now, not to just say we want to welcome you to be here, but we want to welcome you to transform us, Lord God. There's a work for each one of us to do, Father. There's a life for us to touch. There's a way for us to go, God, that is, is is completely released from self-consciousness. I pray that you would take us to that. Hallelujah. We, we, we recognize that this is a, a path for us to take, Lord God. It's, it's an ascending path. It's one that you want to lead us on that can get brighter and brighter. But we do not, Father God, want to know this truth. And continue on a path that does not ascend. Help us to honor, Lord God. Help us to see people as you do. Somebody worth giving our life for. Help us to have eye contact. Because we're searching out what is needed in them, Lord God. So free of self-focus. Self-consciousness. That we can care about somebody else's life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, it's so good to be free. Oh, it's so good to be loved by you, Lord God. We love because you loved us. You showed us how, Lord God. Cause us to be that church that sees people the way you do and becomes a place where they can find you hallelujah we love you Lord God thank you for this time today thank you for communion in your presence thank you for worship that's been so sweet but take us from this place we pray with a step that is ordered by you with a heart that is committed to you and with a mind that is yielding to a shield against dishonor where it will not be allowed for your glory god so that you can be seen and so that your glory may overwhelm as we desire so much we give you thanks for it in Jesus name amen